0: You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027.
1: 1027.
0: All righty, and straight on to the Africa feature. Now we speak to Hubert Dunzo, the chairman of the AU Conti- Continental Business Network and the African Sovereign Wealth and Pension Fund Leaders Forum. Uh, good evening, Hubert. Thank you for your time tonight. Oh,
1: good day. Glad to be here, and uh, yeah, good day to all listeners.
0: All righty. So uh, we're going to be talking about the Pan African Green Infrastructure Investment Bank. Um, it's a very long name. I hope you have an acronym or something shorter that we can uh, we can refer to. We'll just call it the uh, well. I don't know. Pan African.
1: <laughs> Sorry. We we actually call it AFGIB as the uh, AFGIB as the acronym. So Af for Africa. All right, AFGIB. Green Infrastructure Investment Bank is the GIB
0: component for so AFGIB. Nice. All right. So this this AF-Cib, uh is kind of following the the business model of uh, what first what what came first, which was the UK Green Investment Bank. Right. They were seeded with something like three point eight billion pounds by the government of the UK, um, and this has sort kind of sparked you know, a variety of different sort of green investment banks to come up. I mean, this is, uh, uh, I think, is an exciting time. Um, looking at some of the numbers here, we need a huge amount of investment into uh, green energy and, well, into energy in Africa, so it might as well be green, number one. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's a massive amount of demand, but where are you going to get uh, the money from, is the question, I guess.
1: Well, thanks very much. And, again, like I said, we're very excited about active We're just off the back of a... Uh our summit um, on Friday, which uh, was our G7 uh, African Investor Summit, where we brought together to your point about the money. um, We are essentially a community of African um, pension and sovereign wealth funds. So we are the money, uh, if you like. We (laughs) are the actual asset owners. (laughs) So, So we believe not just in putting money into things that uh, you know, might make sense in theory or it's, it's catching people's emotions at the moment, but we believe that the continent's transformation and benefit for, for members of the pension funds and the, the, the economic um, uplift that we need to give to future generations through sovereign wealth funds is fundamentally based on our ability to form innovative uh, institutional investor public partnerships. Um, and that is essentially between, uh, you know, African asset owners, pension funds, sovereign wealth funds, insurance companies, you know, the holders of the assets and African governments, principally championed by African heads of state, but really much more into the minutia of the detail and the transactional approaches that we can partner with uh, ministries of finance, as well as uh, central uh, Banks. And we believe that, uh, look, the reality is we are not like other parts of the world where we have deep uh, fiscal capacity to be able to provide uh, stimuluses to to economies and and the private sector. So we understand that, you know, it's really incumbent upon us uh, as the drivers of uh, many economies um, really to be able to, you know, help governments, help our our own members and future generations, you know. Follow some form of you know, private sector trade and investment um, led, uh, you know, post-COVID-19 uh, economic recovery. You know, and how do we think about, you know, different models and different approaches to do that? You, you referenced the UK Green Investment Bank. That was established because the British government recognized what was coming down the line. And we all understand that we're currently in this uh this, 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 this economic crisis that was precipitated by a, a health crisis, um, but you know, running in parallel, as we all know, we have this atmospheric pandemic uh, mm. called climate change, and the British government realised that they didn't actually have enough capital to be able to address that, which is why they realised that they needed to put together a catalytic platform that would be able to attract. Um, at scale, very large uh, sums and, and volumes of private capital. Uh, so, they created this independent institution, very distinctly different from your classical multilateral development bank or your development finance institutions that has slightly different motivations, but all very important institutions. But, you know, our history on the continent is we have 150 and growing because of COVID, you know, bulging infrastructure deficit. So, it's getting mm-hmm. larger each and every year. So. We need to be able to understand how can we catalyze very large-scale capital uh, from the private sector and from institutional investors, And that model worked in the UK. Um, you know, they leveraged, I think, for every one um, pound sterling that the government put in, they managed to get about four or five from the, from the um, you know, institutional investment community. And we see exactly the same uh, potential and opportunity here. Um, So we're going to be, as you sort of uh, alluded to, we're going to be raising probably about five billion from from our own uh, coffers, from African pension and sovereign wealth funds, as well as from some of our ministries of uh, finance. And then we have a lot of uh, global institutional interest, um, and we'll probably raise about 20 billion um, US dollars uh, from from that uh, constituency. You know, bear in mind, the rest of the world does not actually have... And the infrastructure opportunity set that can deliver the types of returns um, that we actually have on the continent. So it's a really good, almost sustainable development goal 17 global Africa partnership mm. that really sort of you know helps us invest forward better and greener uh, in a profitable way. Um, you know we want those pensions. Uh, and the members of the pension funds to obviously be able to enjoy good returns, but not have to wait until they retire to be able to get access to the benefit of their pensions in the form of good uh, infrastructure that builds resilience for for, for our future generations. All right. So
0: um, I'm just going to sum up sort of my understanding here. So you're you're essentially reinvesting um, pension funds uh, into things that are going to essentially help grow economies. Right, um, and you're doing so in a way that is sort of environmentally either neutral or beneficial, right, um, or has some sort of a positive impact, or at least not a negative impact on the environment. Are there, are there any kind of particular types? First, have I got that sort of uh, correct?
1: I think we all are are, are highly sensitive and aware of the impacts of of climate change and I think there are lots of different models and uh, sectors, renewable energy or or, or other aspects that can uh, make good uh, commercial use of our natural uh, endowment uh, on the continent just in terms of our wind, uh, uh, solar and other other sort of uh, assets. So yes, but we want the difference here is that You know, the African market for green finance is very small, it's very fragmented, and in spite of all of the knowledge that we have around the fact that our infrastructure needs to be much greener and more resilient, the pandemic has shown us that we need to build new supply chains, greener supply chains, if the African continental free trade area uh, is going to be the success that we know it it will be. Um, so, So there is not a single green um, infrastructure institution that is purely dedicated with the expertise and the capital to address this. And that's really where we see the market uh, opportunity. So we're not sort of jumping in because we think uh, it's a nice thing to do. We've actually been able to evaluate this and understand that we can have a positive impact uh, we can meet our investment uh, policy statements requirements and our risk-adjusted return expectations, um, and, and, and they have a very positive contribution towards towards the African uh, continent's economic growth and, and, and recovery from the pandemic.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's quite a popular sort of thing to. You know, whenever green investment is mentioned, you think, okay, green energy, uh, sustainable energy, energy, energy. It's not always energy, right? I mean, there are other projects as well, um, you know, housing, infra, like road and water infrastructure, that type of stuff. Um, is there any sort of particular area in which you want to develop infrastructure or, you know, s- sort of a specific type? Or do you, are you sort of really relatively agnostic, bring the projects and we'll evaluate them as they come?
1: Yeah, we're relatively exhausted, but um, again, like I say, on the, the, the energy front, uh, our industries won't be able to run without stable energy. I think we we, we all have our own stories to tell about the uh, just the impacts of our load shedding here in South Africa now. What yeah. that means to our own businesses, you know, you multiply that across the continent and talk about how are we going to recover from all of the economic damage that's been caused, and then be able to compete in a new digital economy. So we feel that the continent really needs a a bank like this that can catalyze the investable and bankable project pipeline and at the same time crowd in sophisticated financial um, investment capital, um, you know, to really scale up. And We know that, you know, if you just look elsewhere around the world, we can take our infrastructure deficit and and use our private sector expertise uh, to really translate that into de-risked, stable and profitable pieces um, of of, of both African and global institutional investors' portfolios. And in doing so, just unlock unprecedented social dividends. And the two are not mutually exclusive. Um, You know, you've seen it just this weekend at the G7, where they are talking about grand um, infrastructure plans, 80 billion uh, US dollars to be made um, or pledged for the African private sector. Um, You know, there, there, there are lots of new ways that the long-term institutional investment community, the long-term equity in particular, can really come and change the fortunes uh, for for the people of our continent.
0: Yeah, I think you you said something that resonated with me a little bit, is you don't have to wait until you've actually retired to start enjoying the benefits of your pension. If your pension can be invested into something that's making everyday life better for you and the people around you, um, and then still provide for your retirement then even better, right?
1: And, and and look, the, the reality is this has always been the case. And, and, you know, as the institutional investment community, we've sort of probably been one or two steps removed, working through a number of different sort of investment consultants and intermediaries to be able to get access to the market. But if you look around the world, it's a, it's a huge trend of, institutional investor public partnerships where they're coming directly to governments Hmm. um, because governments have come to us and said look we invest in these infrastructure transactions and we say sorry we can't you've structured those transactions in such a way that they can only be appealing to a, a, a multilateral development bank or a development finance institution that provides concessional capital so we are now saying let's work with governments through this institutional investor public partnership framework, where we co-design and create better alignment between you know what our capital needs to do and what the mandate of our capital is now, by reducing responsibilities associated with that and the objectives um, of the public sector, and that's how we can enfranchise this this, this pent up. Capacity of our infrastructure project developers—the ones that, you know, the construction companies, that you know, the contractors, the civil consulting engineers, the, the project developers we, you know, this factory needs to be catalysed and mm. intermediated, um, and that's the market failure that the UK Green Investment Bank were able to negotiate um, and 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 make a profitable enterprise. And we see that's exactly the same case in the continent, notwithstanding the fact that. Again, not one, not the African Development Bank, uh, not a number of the other development banks of Southern Africa or others are 100% dedicated to green infrastructure. And we've got 100 plus billion dollars of this infrastructure to finance every year. Yeah, so, it's a fast-growing
0: um, you know, fast continent too. There's a lot of business to be done.
1: Absolutely. And as I mentioned, you know, we're very committed to the African continental free trade area. We want to be able to work with a lot of the corporates to be able to uh, invest forward better into uh, greener and uh, supply chains, more transparent and visible supply chains. And, uh, you know, it's one thing for us to say, you know, in the continent and on the continent. But, uh, you know, we're also looking at the rest of the world. There's there's, there's going to be a seven trillion dollar plus as of today, seven trillion dollar plus global green economy. We need to be... You know, featured and integrated no. and benefiting and, and, and servicing that market. Yeah, and that's what that's one of the goals uh, and the visions of our uh, you know uh, you know AFGIP.
0: AFGIP, African Green In- Infrastructure Investment Bank. Yeah, but thank you very much for your time. Um, unfortunately we are out of time, uh, but I really appreciate chatting to you and uh, I wish you all the best and I'm very excited to see what projects come down, come from your, your, uh, infrastructure bank, uh, down the line. Um. So, yeah, thank you very much for, for, for chatting to us this evening. That was Hubert Dunzo, the chairman of the AU uh, Continental Business Network and the uh, African Sovereign Wealth and Pension Fund uh, Leaders Forum talking about the African Green Infrastructure Investment Bank. Um, I think it'll probably take some time before we start seeing the uh, the projects roll out, but it's exciting times ahead for us, I think.